Welcome to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Joyous conversations about what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about our one reality. You have nothing to fear. You are eternal and you are perfectly loved. Knowing the truth changes everything. Now, here's Roberta. Welcome to Seek Reality. I'm Roberta Grimes and I'm so glad you're with us today. You know, what we think of as the afterlife is just as real as what we think we see around us now. So we find that when we deeply, deeply study the afterlife evidence, what we learn opens up to us an amazing, greater reality where all of the afterlife stuff actually happens. Plus, there is an infinite amount more that happens there. The afterlife is just a tiny part of what we discover. It's really quite astonishing. If you think the physical universe is big and amazing, then believe me, you ain't seen nothing yet because the greater reality is many times the size of the entire physical universe and it's full of people. It's governed by a a, a physics that's quite different from the physics that governs us here. There's no matter that has little uh, you know atoms in it and, and particles in it, but it's it's solid and real matter. It is amazing what we find, and we're just really starting to glimpse it. Um, it's something that only a very few people in the world really study, because um, I, I think because it's such a gigantic topic. And fortunately, those who do study it are in contact with one another and reinforcing one another. And frankly, it's as real as anything, uh, because everybody is discovering exactly, exactly the same thing. So it's important we begin to really come to understand what it is, especially since we all go there. We go there every night. Your body has to sleep, right? Well, your mind doesn't have to sleep. So what happens is that you leave your body. Your mind travels in the astral, which is this enormous, much greater than the, the universe reality. And you see your your dead loved ones, you see your guides, you take classes, you adventure, you do all kinds of wonderful things, but you have no memory of it. You slam back into your body at maybe two or three in the morning and, and go back to sleep. Many times, you, you'll notice, sometimes you wake up at two. This happens to me almost every night. You wake up at maybe two, two-thirty in the morning. And um, I'm told by my guide that, that the problem is I'm a light sleeper. And so when my, when my mind comes back into my body, it wakes my body up. And uh, if I want to go through that, I just take out antihistamine or something, and then I don't wake up that way. But all of this is in your life, too. It's not just in mine. This is perfectly normal. And because neither religion nor science will look at any of the reality that there is beyond this universe and that's intimate to all of our lives, because of that, we don't really know much about it. So it's wonderful that there are a few people who are really studying it. And our own beloved expert on all of reality is with us again today. And he's here for the 31st time. I can't believe it. In eight years, Dr. R. Craig Hogan is my mentor, and he is my friend. Craig is the president of the Afterlife Research and Education Institute. He's a leading researcher in a number of related fields, including he keeps a physical mediumship circle going, and he's done that for a decade. We're going to talk about that today. And he's just written four books, which together are a university-level course in what actually is going on. If you want to know what really is going on, these four books will tell you. Um, we, we have talked here about the expansion he's done of his original Your Eternal Self, and 
That one is called Your Eternal Self. Science discovers the afterlife. They have discovered it. They just don't know what they've found. That's really sad. We've also talked about his wonderful There is Nothing But Mind and Experiences. This is true, too. All that exists is your mind and the experiences it's having. And his book explains how that can be true. It's quite an amazing, amazing thing. And then I, he wrote a book, called, which I just love, called Reasons for What Happens to You in Your Life and Your Afterlife, Revealed by Speakers in the Afterlife. It's a long title. But w this is important because what he does is write for you. These things are happening in your life. They are real. And it's impossible to understand them unless we are hearing from people who really know what's going on, people who are in the afterlife. That's one reason we have people like Mike, Mikey Morgan on, because he really knows what's going on. He can answer your questions. Well, there are a lot of people who are speaking to us, not through their mothers, but through mediums and whatever, who, are, who really know. And so what Craig does is um, he puts together what they know with the experiences you're having. And this book is just, it's written right to your level. It's not over your head, and it's just a terrific book. This week we're going to talk about some of what that book discusses concerning death and the afterlife. And in a few months we're going to be talking about the final book in this series of four. Craig, welcome. I'm so glad you're with us today. Oh, Roberta, it's a delight. You know, we have a wonderful time. There's <laughs> so much to talk about. We are learning so much about uh, the afterlife and the re greater reality that is accumulating every day. Every day we're learning something new. Isn't that? Don't you think that's wonderful? I mean, it can't be by accident, can it? There are. This is this is information that's being given to us now. Don't you feel that way? Yeah, it is being given to us because we're being prepared for the changes in consciousness. So there are revolutions that are going to be happening in the way that we view reality and all of humankind does. And when humankind changes its views, then there will be a revolution in both science and spirituality, and they'll be coming together. It still seems to be getting worse, doesn't it? Not better. It does, because we're experiencing the, the birth pangs. Yes. So Jesus what we're going through right now is the, the pangs of having this come out when humankind is still very primitive spiritually and does not understand what it is that happens to us. And so it is going to be a, a process of dropping off the old man, the old life, and taking on the new. And that's going to take time. The Copernican Revolution was not really a Copernican. Copernican. It wasn't Copernican, right? Because it was not until Galileo repeated what Copernicus had said that it made a difference in humankind. And, and even after that, it took decades before people would catch on. So I would expect that this would take another decade. Uh, I, I'm sorry, another century. Uh, but that it wow. will, that it is coming, and we are going to be part of it. This is the beginning of it now. We, yes, it, it is. It's fun to be here at the start. It's fun to be helping people as we do because people are still so admired in the fear of death, um, the fear of you know Satan and all the th religious fears, and the fear we we go out like a light at death, which is the scientific fear. And don't you don't you find it glorious that we're able to help people understand what the truth is, which is that actually everybody is eternal. We never ever end. Don't you think that's wonderful? Yeah, it is wonderful, and, and as people realize in that, it's going to give them such hope 
they'll understand what happens to someone who drops off the body. The body's no longer useful, but they continue, that their life continues, that they're actually then will understand that this realm, this realm that we're in, is a spiritual realm, just like the next one into which we'll go. And this realm, then we transition into the next one, just as a matter of course, like going from being an infant to a child, a child to an adolescent, and an adolescent to an adult. And it's no different, it just it happens all at once. So Great that when analogy. this transition happens, it happens at once, yes. and then we just have to understand that it was just a transition, like the other transitions we've gone through, and that the person is very much alive. It's just like they've gone on, gotten on a plane, yes. and they've gone off, and now they're gotten off the plane in a new country, and they'll be living there. And so they are still fine. Uh, you know, people don't take flowers and leave them, uh, you know, every Sunday at the TSA gate. When somebody gets on a plane and goes somewhere, right. you know, oh, and there's so no reason for us to go to the cemetery and and <laughs> and, uh, and believe that the person is there, because it's simply not true. And the person is just going on, and they're with us wherever we go. So when we go someplace, they are uh, with us. They are experiencing what we experience, and they are loving it, and they are happy when we're happy. So all we need to do is to understand that, be happy, and live yes. our lives, and then we'll re- have a reunion. I, I think we should just mention that what, one of this is a Christian culture. We live in a Christian. The Western world is basically based in Christianity, which is extremely fear-based. But many people kind of admire Jesus, and and you should know that Jesus told us this is all going to happen. He talked about the time when the kingdom of God would come on earth. The kingdom of God being the highest level of the afterlife, where there's only love. He said that was going to come on earth, but first we were going to have to go through what 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 Craig called. The birth pangs, what he, what Jesus also called the tribulation, and that's what we are in right now. You are living in the tribulation right now. The birth pangs are happening, and it's glorious that that's true because that means that all the suffering, and and pain and evil and wars and everything of history, are coming to an end now for good and all for the world, and um, that that's that really is what makes me thrilled to get up in the morning and do all this work because I feel we're kind of making it happen a little bit sooner. For everybody, don't isn't that how you feel? I know you are just full of. Every time I talk with you, you're full of more joy. So I, I know you're really feeling how wonderful this all is. Yeah, I'm very excited by it because we're seeing it happen, uh, and it's happening at an accelerated pace because of the fact that we do have mass communications now. We have the internet, we have uh, video, yes. we have television. So all of these things are accelerating what is happening, and and so we're watching it unfold as we live our daily lives. And that's very exciting because we know, you and I, we understand what the goal is. We understand what the yes. end product is going to be. And so when we see the things unfold one by one, day by day, then we're, we realize the direction in which it's going. We realize where it's going. And knowing that to be true, it's just wonderful to watch that unfold before our eyes. It is. It's very exciting. And and I, I, you may not feel this way, but the way I feel is I'm great. I think it's great that I'm not in charge. I'm just doing my little bit, and they're telling me what to do because I know I would screw this up. And if there's ever anything you don't want to screw up, it's the transformation of human consciousness that is going to bring about universal peace. Let's Let's let the experts handle that stuff. So I just feel that we're privileged that we have our little part to play. Yeah, all we need to do is to go with the plan. 
Mm-hmm. So the plan is unfolding, and all we need to do is to enjoy our lives. We should be living lives in bliss, learning lessons that we want to learn, learning how to live in love and compassion, and allowing this evolution to occur all by itself, because it will occur. Yeah, without our... Each of us has a part to play, but but Thomas, my guide, says that there are, it's several people deep. So that um, if somebody fails, uh, the, there's no possibility that the mission will fail. So that kind of comforts me that I I could do my best, and if I screw up a little bit, it's okay. Let's let's talk about the Afterlife Research and Education Institute (AREI), which um, I think is going to have a prominent role to play. I should just say to everyone, the main source of fear in the world is death it's the core fear when you no longer fear death you no longer really fear anything and so what what you're doing craig in in helping in encouraging and helping people who teach what happens after death and in helping people to find all the different ways that are possible that they themselves can discover that life is eternal what you're really doing it with arei is is helping to raise the consciousness just by helping to remove the fear of death yeah, is, we developed isn't that the point, really? Yeah, that's it. That's what it is. And we developed AREI because of the fact that we are in such a, a spiritually backward time when people don't understand. They don't know what's going to be happening with yes. them after the body dies. And they don't know where their loved one is after their body dies. And so this is a time when people are searching for information. They want to understand what's going on. And so we formed AREI to give support to the research and researchers, educators, and developers who are out there doing this work, and they're helping humankind to change, to learn, and so we're supporting them. But there are great things that are happening now, and people don't understand it. They're, when I listen to some of the commentators talk about what's going to be happening with after the body dies, I, my mouth just drops open. Because they have no idea, <laughs> no they don't idea. have a clue about what's oh, going yes. on, yeah. and uh, and and so there's such great ignorance about it. But we know, we have it's like a roadmap. We now have a, all, the whole route from where we will go into the life after this life, and what life is going to be like there. And we just have to help people to understand that. And so that's one reason why you're working with uh, a physical development circle. You're you're working with um, – talk a little bit about Sonia Rinaldi, who is, I think, just extraordinary. And she's just a little ray of light, too. She's a little tiny person, but she's so powerful. Talk Tell people what, what she does, which when we more people know about it, they'll know there's no possibility for them ever to die. Sonia Rinaldi is a British, uh, Brazilian – researcher who has been working since 2001 in capturing voices of people speaking from the afterlife and capturing images of them. And the reason that she's able to capture them is because they, on the other side, are very anxious to help us to understand that there is no death, that life continues. And so to demonstrate that, then they speak on the recorders that she uses and on the video recorders and audio recorders. And then she plays them back. And she has been playing them back for parents, especially at the beginning. Yes. Uh, and she she did as many as 200 uh, of these sessions a month. And they would have dozens and dozens of these recordings of the children speaking from the afterlife to 
their parents who have come into it with her to be able to get the recordings. And we actually have some of them on the afterlifeinstitute.org website. And so I'd welcome anybody to, to listen to them. She's doing phenomenal work because she's finding new ways of doing the recordings. And the recordings are getting better and better. They're getting clearer and clearer. Yes. And she, and so she is one of the pioneers. Uh, Sherry Pearl, who learned the method from Sonia, who is in the United States, then has been using it with the parents who are getting messages from their loved ones. And she also is doing marvelous work with it. So what we're doing is we're getting better and better at getting the recordings. And the reason is that it would help. It helps us to demonstrate the fact that we live on after the body stops functioning and that we are able to communicate when we go on to the next life back to this life. And so that's very important for the evolution of humankind. Yes, yes. Now, people listening who are saying, you know, if you're saying, hey, I want to know all that stuff, but I don't have, you know, it's taken, Roberta, 50 years to get to this point. I don't have that kind of time. Well, um, I've been helping a few people who were very afraid of death and desperate to learn. And if you really put your mind to it, how long does it take to get to the place where, you know, where Craig and I, maybe not where Craig is, but where I am certainly, in, in understanding, it takes about two years. That's about what it takes. So if you want to completely get over your fear of death, 100% guaranteed, money-back guarantee on this, folks, if you want to get there, put your mind to it. And now there are so many shortcuts because of the work that Craig has done and I have done and other pioneers have done. You're, you, you can make yourself certain in just about two years. To me, it's worth the effort because think of how happy you'll be for the rest of your life knowing that that's only this life is only the start of joy that you're going to have forever and evermore. Yeah, it's a wonderful experience, and, and we we know that this will bring everybody into a, a very calm understanding yes. of the fact that we then are going to continue after the body drops off, and that makes all the difference in people's lives. And so when they come to that realization, then they say their lives change. From that point, point their lives are different. They are different people. Totally. And so all we need to do is to help people to understand that. We don't have to have a near-death experience to, to nope. do it, although, you know, that's a quick way of doing it. People have the sudden realization of the reality of the afterlife. But what we can do is we can have people just understand through both reading about it and understanding what it is and then having experiences because anyone can experience communication with a loved one in the life after this life. Yeah, we're, we're going to have in a few weeks, we're going to have Sandra Champlain on again, who is just a delight. And she was a skeptic. She didn't believe in life after death. Then her dad died and she was devastated. And she went, she actually decided to learn for herself to be a physical medium, to, to do um, instrumental transcommunication, to do all of this. She didn't, wasn't, didn't want to learn about it. She wanted to know it. So therefore, she wanted to learn to do it. And she convinced herself. Now she's in contact with her dad. She's, and that was just the beginning. She's also someone doing wonderful pioneering work. And I think she's, Craig, I think she's doing some sort of a film about Sonia Rinaldi to teach people uh, what Sonia is doing uh, and be it so they can see it on TV. Yes, that's right. Uh, they're in the process of putting together a documentary about Sonia Rinaldi's work, and it's going to be a marvelous documentary. Uh, anybody can see Sonia Rinaldi's work just by contacting her, and uh, she is very open to, to speaking with people. She does all of her work for free, 
So when yeah. she has, uh, she does a recording for parents, she charges nothing for it. Oh, and wow. so she's been doing this work since 2001, and she is available to speak with people about it. So I'd, I'd recommend that if anybody wanted to find out more about it, get on the Afterlife uh, org website and you can get the information about her. That's the um, afterlifeinstitute.org, and the, the link will be in our uh, program materials. Uh, but that's the website for uh, AREI, and it's, I recommend you go there if you're interested in this topic at all because it's just a fount of interesting information, and Craig runs it. That's No better thing can be said than that. But, but I really want to talk more about um, something which fascinates me. I, there used to be a lot of physical mediumship. Maybe 120 years ago, there were a lot of physical mediumship development circles. Now people don't even know what that is. So, Craig, let's start talking about your, your circle and how it's going. Yeah, it's uh, physical mediumship is mediumship in which some talented medium, it's a person who was born with this ability, sits with a circle, and that's a group of people who sits around a table or around in a group, and then within that circle, then physical things happen in the room, and the physical things can be things moving around, it can be wraps and taps, it can be lights that that appear, and it can also be materializations. So people can actually materialize in the physical mediumship circle. Uh, now, some of these are done in the in darkness, but the medium is tied to the chair so that the medium can't get up. And then some of them are done in red light or blue light. And then some of them are done in broad daylight. Uh, Carlos Mirabelli, who was a Canadian, I'm sorry, of a Brazilian uh, medium, was able to do it in broad daylight. He would actually wow. have groups of people, and there were scientists who were with him, who were physicians and scientists, and and he would have meetings with them in which he went into trance, and then people would materialize in broad daylight. And they would speak to the people who were there. The people that, who were there would, would uh, actually touch them, and they then would stay for a while, and then they would evaporate. Uh, so in physical mediumship, the materializations are the most exciting things that happen, but there are many messages for loved ones, and that's that's really exciting, that people will come through in a physical mediumship circle. They'll walk over to their loved one who is sitting in the circle, and they'll have a conversation with them and even touch them, kiss them, and uh, hold their face in their hands. So we have the recordings of actual mediumship sessions in which the people have have these experiences. Well, they're very exciting. This fascinates me, the whole notion of physical mediumship. But one of the things I remember is that they used to um, put people on trial and put them in prison because they would have people appear that were nobody knew knew they were dead. I mean, there was, um, I can't remember her name, but there was one medium, poor medium who ended up in jail. Yes, that's right. That was Helen Duncan. And what happened was, uh, this is during World War II, and Helen Duncan was having seances. And and at one of the seances during World War II, she had a sailor come through, and the sailor said that he had died. His ship had been sunk. And uh, there were actually two ships, but one of them was the HMS Barham. And uh, then it it turned out that there were some some people sitting in the seance 
who were connected to the, the British Admiralty, <laughs> and, uh, and, and they went back to the Admiralty and said, wait a minute, what's going on? Did this ship really sink? And, and they said, no, no, not as far as we know. And they found out then just a, a short time later that the ship had sunk. They didn't even know it. Oh. And then once they found that out, then they were alarmed that Helen Duncans was going to start telling the populace things that they, they didn't want them to know. They kept oh. it secret. They didn't want to alarm the population. So what they did was they they put Helen Duncan on trial uh, to try to silence her. And they couldn't put her on trial for conspiracy because she wasn't getting this from anybody. No. They knew that. So they had to put her on trial for witchcraft. Oh. They dragged out oh, an remember. old law from from the, the uh, 18th century uh, about oh. witchcraft, and they tried her as being a witch. And so then they, in fact, did convict her, which, which shows how uh, crazy it was that they had accused her of it, and they couldn't find her, uh, anything else wrong with what she had done. So they did uh, oh. put her on trial. So they put her on trial, and during the trial, she had witnesses come through who had sat in her seances, and they had their loved ones come through to them, just the same way that the, that sailor yes. had come through. And the loved ones came through, and they materialized. Materializing means that there there is an ectoplasm that comes from the medium. Ectoplasm is just yes. a fluid. Uh, it's uh, it, some have uh, akin to phlegm, but it's just a fluid that comes out of the medium's body, and it does things in the room. And one of the things that it does is it can coat an etheric body, which is the the unseen body a person has when they come into the earth plane. And it coats that body, and it takes on the shape of the body, and that person then materializes as the shape of the person who was living on the earth plane oh, and wow. uh, this is all done this is done in the dark that's not always the way that it's done it's not always done in the dark but in in her case it was done in the dark but then so then they had the trial witnesses come in to testify that in fact this these people really were there they were trying to exonerate her from be, from being tried as a witch and so they, uh, 22 people gave a testimony. Some of the testimonies described the materialized people walking up to the person that they love who's sitting in the room, and they hold them, they tug them, they kiss them, uh, they they spend time talking with them about things that only they would know. And uh, so it's wonderful? obvious from the testimony. And now we have the testimony from those yeah. 22 people. I, I have the transcripts. Yeah. And um, And the testimonies are all just very exciting. Very because exciting. They're describing, yeah, they're describing people meeting other people. So that's physical mediumship, and that's the kind of circle that we have. So we have a physical mediumship circle, but they develop over a long period of time. We've been meeting for 13 years. Yes. I, we, didn't, I, we didn't really have anything happen until uh, about four years ago. So uh, for and nine at years. That time then, everybody yeah. mark that. For nine years, yeah. these faithful, <laughs> loyal people would go to Craig's house. the dedication. House. Oh, yeah. my goodness. And, yeah. and that's and, how they proved that they were worthy of this. And then they started to get all these exciting. Talk about a few of the phenomena you've had there. Well, uh, in our circle, our circle really is uh, is still uh, at the beginning stages. But what we do is we get wraps and taps all the time uh, on the table. They will uh, rock the table 
in response to questions. We've uh, we've asked them questions and they responded. We have one of our uh, one of our sitters, one of the people in the mediumship circle, is a talented mental medium, and she gets the messages from them. She's been appointed by them, for, by the team on the other side working with us, to give us messages. And she has gotten messages, and, and when she gets them, the, the table rocks back and forth to let us know that her message was accurate. And the table has rocked to the point where it rocks all the way across the room, oh, and we just have to keep moving our chairs to be able to stay with it. Oh, uh, and Lord. so so we have that. We also have a developing physical medium. He is uh, developing right now. It takes time to develop a physical medium, many physical mediums, I would say. And uh, so it takes time, and we just are dedicated to it. And as a result of that, they honor that, and they work with us. They have been wonderful. We love them. They have told us that we are now members of their circle. In other words, they have included us in, in what they're doing on their side, and that they deeply love us. That's the word that they use. And Isn't that, that they are, yeah, and they have said to us, that there is a change in consciousness that is occurring, and it will be accelerating, and that there will be things that occur. And so that's what I'm expecting, that 2022 is going to be a very strong year, and that we're going to see many things happen. Uh, we'll see them in our physical circles and in other aspects of our lives as well. But I invite anybody to start a physical circle. Just be willing to sit for seven years with nothing happening. Uh, and then Except you they do will have a lot that. of singing, and you... you yeah, you a lot. it's just that. fun. It's right. just fun. I mean, you go to church every you know every Sunday, and it's dull as, as yesterday's toast. And uh, here you get together. We sing pop songs. They love ZZ Top. Oh, and. So then they have let us know that. What actually happened was the first time we had been sitting, of course, we're singing and having a great time, and we're playing, we are singing these pop songs. And then we sang one of them. They just started uh, when we were sitting. They just started the table rocking, and that was the first time it had ever happened. And so then we noticed that they were rocking the table every time ZZ Top came on. Oh, and so we have a lot of ZZ Top now. But it could be anything, anything that, that raises the vibration. Raising yes. the vibration just means just being joyous and loving. Yes. Joyous and loving. If you're yes. joyous and loving, you're raising your vibration. And so that's what we do in physical mediumship circles. Now we, we should talk a little bit because we're spending so much time talking about these things that I love. I really enjoy. But let's talk a little bit about this, the second part of this wonderful book where you talk about what the dead tell us about death and the period right after death. Are there some highlights you can give us? Oh, yeah, there's some wonderful things that happen. Uh, when a person is, uh, if they've been ill for a while and they're about to make the transition to the next side, then the people will come through and will escort them. They will help them to come through. And that these are in, in pre-death and deathbed visions. And they actually have visions of people uh, and this is very common. I mean, in some studies, yes. it's been as high as 80% of the, of the people who are not on, on medications then will have these experiences. They'll be lying in bed, and, and uh, they will reach out, uh, especially up into a corner. Yes. And, and they'll start having conversations with people in the room. And it's because the people are actually coming. They're letting them know they're there. It, it helps to their vitality. It helps to, to give them consolation as they go through the, the process. And they are, in fact, coming to take them with them. So then they come ahead of time. There's a, what's called a call. 
the call is sent out to all the people who love this person, and it indicates that they are about to, to transition, and everybody should come because we're going <laughs> to greet them. We're going to have it's party what, time. Yeah, it's party time. It's it is really a birth experience. So then, then we're going to have the, their birth experience in on that time. So then the people come and and they will escort that person into and when they actually are at the moment of transition, when they're actually doing the transition, then very often people will describe seeing wonderful landscapes. They'll yes. see groups of people there. Uh, when Steve Jobs uh, took his last breath, he his sister wrote that he looked at each one of them uh, in turn, his children, his wife. And and then he looked straight ahead, and he just said, oh, wow, oh, wow, oh, wow. Yes. And then he passed away because he was seeing into the, the life after this life. Yeah. Now, as far as the, the, if a person, if it isn't something that gradually happens, if, if it's sudden, as in a, a war, for instance, or in a, uh, an accident, then the person will transition, and, and they will not have that call but there will be people who will come to greet them. So, and, and in some circumstances, when they're going through that process, they continue with what they're doing and not even realizing that they have transitioned out of the body, yes. that the body's not there. And we have yeah. a, an instance uh, in which a, a man was uh, in World War One, and uh, he was in the trenches. He was a, a British man. He was in the trenches, and uh, he said that he got up and, and to run across the battlefield. And as he ran, he kept running and running and running. And, and pretty soon, the Germans were running past him as though they didn't even see him, and he didn't realize what was going on. And this was crazy. So he jumped in a foxhole and went to sleep. And he awoke, and a, a friend of his came to him, another soldier. But he knew the soldier had been killed two months before. And that's Ooh. when he first realized that he was continuing on running in the battlefield as though he were in the right. body. And the right. body was gone. It was exploded. And so one of the things that happens when we suddenly transition is that we may continue with what we're doing during right. that life, during the, during our lives. And, so that's and, one of the things. That and we feel mm -hmm. so much better, especially if we were stressed in some way because we're free of that body, which which made us, you know, weighed us down that. It, they're actually we we've had we had someone on I can't remember now who it was um, who um, it was probably Michael Tim uh, he he wrote a book in which he talked about some mediums who literally British mediums who made a a profession for a while of of helping these uh, soldiers to transition they they would not believe the their their uh, non-material rescuers so the rescuers brought them to this medium can't remember her name and um she she was able to persuade them you know your mom's right there you know it's time to go home but they wouldn't believe they were dead what do you mean i'm not dead no. No. <laughs> so yeah. So there, there they are. They're out of the body. That they are. Uh, they are still there. They believe that they're. And while they're out of the body and don't realize where they are, they can walk around on the earth plane. They can sit. They can take bus rides. Yeah. They can. And some people do this for for decades or centuries, uh, because they don't. They either don't realize that, that that they've passed on, or they're worried because some Roman Catholics will think that they are yes. going to hell or purgatory or something, and so they're worried about that, and they don't want to go on. But they can wander around in the earth plane for just years. Some of them become a little mischievous, and they may do things to move things and, and to panic people a little bit. But uh, for the most part, everybody goes on uh, to the next life <laughs> right. after that. Yeah, right. right. And so, so at that period of time, when 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 the transition happens, then the person may just 
see their body. They may stand up and, and, and they stand up in spirit and stand beside their body and their body's there. There's one incident in which a, a man uh, had uh, fought, seemed like he fell asleep in a, in a chair and he got up and he looked at himself and there he was. He was lying in the chair and and, uh, and he couldn't wake himself up. He tried to wake himself up oh, and it wow. wasn't working. And, and then his uh, his sister came to the door to find out if he was all right because they hadn't heard from him for a while. And, and so he kept feverishly trying to wake himself up because his sister was at the door. And uh, he just didn't realize. Many people think that they're dreaming yeah. when they when they first because the the transition. Nobody needs to fear the transition. No, it's there very is no painless. pain. Yeah. There is never any pain. So then the, the the pain is is not there when the person makes the transition, uh, and and pain, all the people from the other side then when they come back to talk to us, tell us that there was no difficulty. They then feel light. Healthy, vibrant, yes. energetic. Right. Everything is 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 better, and they're just relieved to to realize that the, the transition was nothing, and they didn't realize how easy it was going to be. Sometimes it's actually pleasurable. They they tell us. They be especially yeah. imagine you're you're basically imprisoned in a boat anchor of a of an old body, full of pains, full of all, of all kinds of things. Suddenly you're free and young and light and. And uh, yeah, I'm sure that's a surge of pleasure for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and then they they do go on. So then they realize that you mentioned that uh, the need for rescuers. Some people stay on the earth plane, don't realize that they're that they've passed, and it does require that somebody helps them. It's usually the counselors from the other side or the loved ones from the other yes. side who come yep. to them. But if they're in a, in a situation where they don't believe that this has happened to them, they don't believe that there is a life after this life, they won't be yes. able to see their counselors or their loved ones. Just the same way that we can't see them right. uh, on this side. They can't see them, and so they don't know what to do. So somebody from this side can enter that realm, can go into that realm and rescue them by by saying just exactly what you said. There's there's mom over there. There's one incident in, in that, um, that Bruce Moen had told uh, about uh, he had gone to into this area where he needed to rescue people, and there was a pilot. He was in his plane, and he was with him in in, in the plane as this was happening. And he couldn't get the pilot to realize that that he had gone down, that he was no, not no right. no longer the pilot. He was gone. And so the, what he did uh, to get him to go on was was he said uh, there's been a change of orders. You are to go, and then he gave him the directions to go. And so that got the pilot to go, but oh. he had to give him that, that code. That so funny? the rescuers go in there, and they do wonderful work with these people. They do. They do. Um, I, I was privileged to take a course in uh, spirit rescue work with, with Bruce before he has now made his transition. And um, his, by the way, he wrote a book. I can't remember the name of it, but he wrote a book about doing this work. And I urge you to look for Bruce Moen, M-O-E-N, and read his book. It's quite wonderful. But um, he actually talked us through doing rescue work without having to go out of body to do it. And it really happened. I really did rescue a very old woman who um, had probably been dead for 50 or 60 years. 
and her ch- actually her children had all died. She had, and they had died in the er- in the early part of the 19th century. That's how they were dressed when 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 they welcomed her. But I was there, and the reason that that living people were going and helping uh, with the rescue is that they were able to see us, but they couldn't see the people who had been dead for a while. They were just vibrating too high. So after that experience, I said to him, "My God, I can't believe it, but it was real." And how much should we do that? And he said, every minute you can. You should be doing rescue work because there are so many people who are stuck. The joy, these people dressed like the early 19th century, standing on a street corner waiting for, for mom. And then my, I, the, the rescuer, I was, I was allowed to follow behind. The rescuer brought mom to them and all the hugs and joy. Oh, my goodness. This is also real, everybody. That's what I want you to understand. And that's what Craig does, too. This is absolutely real. The fact that you block it and you can't, don't, can't understand it, that's your problem. You're going to know all of this before long because none of us spend very much time here. We go home very, very soon. However, however long a life you think you're having, it, it, it's over in a heartbeat. It's very, very quick. So, yeah, and what happens is, is that uh, as people realize this, you realize it in, in steps, in baby steps. Yeah. And so then as you realize things and you're open to them, then you learn more things. And yes. it builds on itself. And you just, uh, you never stop making discoveries. I'm still making discoveries. I know oh, you are too. Because there are addictive. always those wonderful things that we're finding yes. out. Yeah, it yes. is addictive because of the fact that, that it is the wonderful high. This is the world's greatest high. It, yes, it is. And knowing mm-hmm. knowing for certain, which we do, that it's impossible for your mind to die. It's part of God, actually. There's... Or the Godhead. We we know God isn't a guy with a long beard now, but there is definitely a Godhead. Um, it is just the most wonderful thing. So um, I, I think we would urge everybody to just get started. People are thinking now, well, if it's all so real, why don't they just come to me and say, look, here I am. It's all real. Well, they don't treat us that way. They treat us with tremendous respect. If you may think you're just a street sweeper or, or people are not respecting you or loving you in this life, let me tell you, you are re- respected and revered by those in spirit, and they are not going to force themselves on you. You need to invite them if you would like to know these things, but they will come to you. If they know you are sincere, they will come to you, and they will teach you, just as they've taught us. It's quite amazing and wonderful. Yeah, it is wonderful, and it's open to anybody. So there is no ticket that you need to, have to, <laughs> no. to get on this train. Uh, so it's open to anybody, and anybody is just as, as important as the scientists or just as important yes. as the clergy. Just yes. there is, everyone is at the pinnacle. You're an A-plus in this school. Absolutely. Jesus told us that, too. You know, he said, the first shall be last. And, you know, the, let the children come to me. The, the least of these um, we're, we're the most important ones uh, when we when we go home, and that turns out to be true. Um, a lot of the stories help us understand if you are famous here and rich here, that you know that could count against you because it maybe did may help you do things you shouldn't have done and you wouldn't have done if you had been a bit more humble here. Yeah, humility is very important, and and the reason that that it's important is because we're here to learn lessons. Yes, we're here to learn how to love and how to be compassionate. And in order to do that, then we need to be humble, and that's the reason that they can't interfere with our lives. Yes, that they can't. They can't just drop in and tell us what to do and tell us what the future will be, and because that's going to interfere with our schooling, it's going to interfere with our Earth School experience. 
So they do what they can, though. They do inspire us. They're with us all the time. They're always getting our feelings and our thoughts from wherever they are. Yep. And yep. they will assist. They will come and assist and give us inspiration. And, and all we have to do is listen to that. And then they will help us in any way they can. Every one of us has at least one primary spirit guide who signed up to be with us through life. And these beings... Are, they love us so much. They care for us so tenderly, almost no matter what we do. But if you want to know your spirit guide better, just ask the question as you're starting to go to, to go to sleep. Say, I know I'll be meeting with you tonight, dear spirit guide. Um, is there something that you're willing to leave in my mind for me to remember it in the morning? If you say that every single night aloud and trustingly and go to sleep, it could take you a month. It could take you months. But sooner or later... Um, I, I, my spirit guide stay, tries to stay very much behind the scenes with me. He sort of thinks of me as a loose kin and doesn't. I, I'm on a need to know basis, but um, but when I've had questions that I, that were important to have answered, he he did answer them that way, exactly that way. Yeah, he will. They, you will get the answers. The answers will be there. They may not be there in the way you expect. Right. That's the important thing. Right. Don't don't ask the question and and expect to get this response exactly in your dream, and don't yep. expect it to come to you in a voice and in, in, uh, the loud booming voice right. that yes. tells you what it is. Uh, that is not going to be what happens. It's going to happen right. to you in ways that you don't understand. It may be that instead of getting an answer, you may get an action. So you may have uh, somebody call you the next day, or you may sit right. upon an article. You may read something, and that's in response to your question. So yeah. things will happen in your life that respond and help you to go on, and those things are coming from our guides or coming from our loved ones. Oh, you and, and I are going to need to do it. <laughs> We're going to need to do yeah, it. We need to do one. This. Yes. Yeah, we really because should because there's, uh, there's some one, so many wonderful things that are happening. You know, we we look at the the X Men and and, uh, and and the mutants and then those the movies about people who have these supernatural abilities. We have abilities that are far beyond those, far beyond supernatural. Uh, and all we have to do is avail ourselves of them. They're willing to do whatever they can on the other side to give us all of the knowledge that we need about anything in eternity. Yeah, well, we're, we're, we're going to do it. We, we will do another program with, with Craig where he, he will talk, tell, talk about what he knows about spirit guides because he's forgotten a lot more than I know. So he'll, that, that's upcoming in the next few months. We'll do that after we talk about his new book. But we're coming toward the end of our time now. And I, what, Craig, what do you want people to take from today, people who've been listening? Yeah, everyone just needs to understand that uh, we have been taught lies. That, um, the people who taught them didn't realize there were lies. They were, yeah. they were just superstitions and, and misinformation. They didn't know they were doing their best when they brought us up. We have to eliminate those. We have to drop those and realize the truth. And the truth keeps coming at us uh, daily if you're just open to it. And so if you're open to it and you allow the truth to, to come in, eventually you'll drop all of the old superstitions about about life and about death, and you will come into a glorious, wonderful, extremely vibrant life because of the fact that you realize who you are in eternity. Oh, yes. It's it's just, it's hard. It, it sounds like a gloomy topic, but as, as my listeners know, um, I wrote my first book on this topic was called The Fun of Dying. I mean, the, and I was told actually by my guide that that should be its title and it would, it was understating the reality. And he was, he was right about that. It, it's joyous. 
it's death is the best time of your life, believe it or not, if it's a natural death and if you've done what you should do. And the the thing about um, your books, too, is that you focus, especially in, in the one we're talking about today, you focus on how to make the most of your life on Earth. We talked about that the last time you were here in the spring. Um, it, it is a school, and we're here to learn lessons. And if things happen that we think are bad, often that's when the best lessons come. That that they're they're gifts to us, sometimes. Um, just talk about that a little bit too, because I think that's very sure. important. Yeah, it is very important. And some of these lessons we decided on before we we came into Earth School, before we enrolled. And we planned them very carefully. We planned them with our guides, with our soul. Our soul is the part of us that is, uh, knows what the plan is and, and is guiding us and helping us along with it. Uh, it is uh, part of the higher self. And the, the soul then is, is uh, the person or the, the individual part of us that is dedicated to us during the, our lifetime. And so we planned with the soul uh, for these things to happen. Uh, we did not plan anything that's violent or murder or, or suicide. Uh, those things were not planned. Right. Those, those, those are just mistakes. Uh, but, uh, but what happened was the other things in our lives are, are planned. And so then one of the things that happens is we have a life challenge, a primary life challenge. And the primary life challenge is the thing we most wanted to come into Earth School to learn. Yes. And so we can identify what the primary life challenge is by looking at what gives us the most problems. What is it that I, I did that right. is really stealing my bliss? Because we yes. should be living lives in bliss. And right. if we're not living lives in bliss, then there's some reason for it. And that's the primary challenge. And all we have to do is, is stay with that. Uh, we will overcome. We will come to the other side of it. And so we allow those on the other side to inspire us. We just live our lives in joy and have fun, and uh, as we do, don't take life too seriously. No. And as we do that, then we will learn the lessons that we were meant to learn that will happen for us. And all we have to do is accept life and go with it as it is. It's beautiful. It's all beautiful. Oh, mm -hmm. Thank you so much for being here. We'll be doing this again in a few weeks, everyone, and I think in November. So uh, this is this is just wonderful. Everyone, we've come to the end of our time again, and this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. I'm so happy you were with us today. Please never forget that you are a powerful, eternal being. You never began. You never will end, ever. When you really understand that, your whole horizon opens. You have a glorious life, no matter what else is happening in it. And speaking of physical mediumship, this is a great synchronicity. Our guest next week will be Riley Haggerty. He'll be with us for the sixth time. Riley is another one of my favorite people. He is devoting his life to doing something that really now seems obscure, but it's absolutely essential pioneering work. He researches the obscure psychic phenomena that for various good reasons were prominent maybe a century a century and a half ago but are almost unknown now he researches them and he brings them back to life he writes these fascinating and very enjoyable books about them his latest book is hot off the press and we'll be talking about it next week it may be his best one yet i found it fascinating it's called the phenomena of spirit materialization the transcendent wonder of the ages the most glorious and staggering eyewitness accounts ever recorded of spirits returning from the afterlife. That's a very long title, but um, the book is, is worth that long title. It's even illustrated. Please join us next week and be prepared to meet another fascinating guy who is really expanding humankind's horizons. 
And this week, we've been talking with our beautiful, wonderful friend, Dr. R. Craig Hogan, for the 31st time. Craig is the leading expert in the world on all the afterlife-related science and also on the greater reality where it all happens. And he's been on a spirit-driven tear this <laughs> over the past two years writing these wonderful books. Um, I, I think that, 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 frankly, the easiest thing for you to do if you want to sort of short-circuit all, all the learning you need to do is just read these books because they you, you can research do the research he did, duplicate it just by – Footnotes. Think about footnotes. I don't use footnotes. Footnotes and sources and careful scholarship. His books have that, and they are worthy of anyone's, no matter how sophisticated you are, anybody can use them to finally convince yourself that life is eternal. It's impossible for you to die. What we've been talking about today is called Reasons for What Happens to You in Your Life and Your Afterlife, revealed by speakers in the afterlife. But Your Eternal Self is still a wonderful, wonderful book. And frankly, all that exists is mind and experiences, um, I think, will, will blow your mind and with reason. So I really highly recommend his books. He teaches these topics at a high level, but his books are still readable. So um, go to it, everyone. The, the, the life and happiness you have to preserve and to increase are your own. And frankly, uh, the fact – I think I want to emphasize this one more time. The fact that now for the first time we know what – we're able to access the fact that we know what is going on is, is really quite extraordinary. When I was a child and, and a young adult and middle-aged and researching all this stuff, it was impossible to know some of the things we know now. And as I say, Craig is a leading researcher in this field. So we're, we're thrilled to have him as part of our, part of our team here at, at Seek Reality. As you know, I have nonfiction books too. Liberating Jesus, My Thomas, The Fun of Dying, The Fun of Staying in Touch, The Fun of Growing Forever, The Fun of Living Together, and Soon The Fun of Loving Jesus, Embracing the Christianity that Jesus Taught. And there's The Fun of Meeting Jesus for Children. It's a beautiful picture book. They're all available at Amazon and at bookstores if you order them, and the adult books are available as audiobooks. If you want to talk to me about any of this, if you have a question, if you have a comment, simply go to the go to Roberta Grimes and ask me the question or give me the comment through the green contact block. I answer every email and uh, just make sure you give me your correct email address. Meanwhile, this has been Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Please enjoy, please make the most of this coming week in our one reality, knowing that you are a powerful, eternal being and you, most of all in the universe, you are infinitely loved. You've been listening to Seek Reality with Roberta Grimes. Roberta blogs and answers questions at robertagrimes.com. Join us every week as we explore what the afterlife evidence and modern science combine to tell us is true about the one reality we all share. Knowing the truth changes everything.